Good day, good morning, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. And seeing as time is the ultimate currency, thank you for sharing yours with me. And thank you to my guest today, Matt Plant, sharing his time with me. Thank you, Bill. I'm happy to be here. All right, good morning. All good right. Morning. So let's talk about what is going on. April 20th, you have some professional wrestling coming to the Sullivan Arena in Anchorage. Tell me some more about this. Oh, man, April 20th, it's going to be great. So I got a phone call from a company called WrestlePro out of New Jersey, and they are bringing their show up to the Sullivan Arena, and they said, hey, uh, we've heard about Power Plant Productions, and we want to know if you want to be our guy on the ground up there. So they hired me basically to organize and sell some advertising and just get involved, and I was happy to do it, man. You know me, I'm a wrestling fan, have been my whole life, and uh, we got some big names coming up. Uh, Impact Wrestling Stars, Johnny Impact, formerly known as John Morrison. We got Chris Masters from uh, former WWE Superstar. We got Hornswoggle from WWE. Um, uh, KM and Fala from Impact Wrestling coming up. And, of course, the headliner is uh, Mick Foley, former WWE Superstar and Hall of Famer. Mick Foley is going to be at the Sullivan Arena April 20th. So how did a professional wrestling organization in New Jersey find out about power plant productions aside from knowing like i've known you're the shit for a couple of years but like how did they find out about it you know i'm gonna say probably the uh the wonderful invention of the interweb but uh my ego is also gonna say you know we're making waves man you know we brought up sanjay dutt from impact wrestling back in december uh we've been adding professional wrestling to all of our fight cards as you know and uh, I think we've just been kind of rocking the boat and making some waves, and it's paying off. <laughs> so it, the wrestlers that you've worked for, worked with uh, thus far, who have you learned the most from? Not, not just about professional wrestling as entertainment, but as a business. Well, I, for me, it all started with my friend Zach Carter out of Rhode Island. Uh, year, about 10 years ago, I met him, and he had been in the business already for about 10 years. He'd been a referee. He'd been a promoter. And he taught me from the beginning a lot and then just over the years I've picked up things uh, Joe Brookman who is uh, kind of my production manager he's got a really good mind for professional wrestling so I, uh, I what I like to do is that he'll come up with an idea and then I'll wait about two weeks and I'll slightly modify it and then make it seem like it's my idea okay <laughs> you know it's good management um, but yeah we learned a lot from Sanjay it was awesome having Sanjay Dutt from Impact Wrestling up here uh, just the, the format of the shows and uh, the structure and things like that. Uh, I learned a lot about vendors, how vendors and things like that work from him. So I try to pick up as much as I can, little bits and pieces from everybody. So, so uh, what, do you think, uh, what do you think you've learned more from, uh, your successes or your failures as far as uh, what, you, what you're doing right and, and what you've done wrong in the past? Because, I mean, the shows have always gotten bigger. Like, that's that's a, one of the things that I want to point out is they've, they've always kind of, they're regularly, they're, they're changing. The same show you went, that I, I saw this December, was definitely not the same show uh, that I saw the year previous. No, they're definitely growing, um, and they're definitely evolving as we go on. I would say I learn a lot from failure more than anything else. Uh, you know, the first time I ever did professional wrestling, I, I lost like $10,000. I tried to do a big show at the Egan Center up in Anchorage. I brought in uh, Raven and Rick Steiner as headliners. And, you know, it was a week after New Year's. Uh, everybody was broke. It was in the middle of a snowstorm. And it just wasn't promoted properly. I mean, I, I really didn't know what I was doing. I was learning as I went. And I lost a lot of money. So 
that learning from that was a, a big step for me, uh, learning I definitely don't want to do that again. And um, But, yeah, the other thing, too, is in the beginning, I feel like there was a lot of people that didn't want to see me succeed, and I think that motivated me. That You know, I kind of um, – that would drive me more than anything. It was almost from a, from a, I have to make it point of view because there's these people that don't want to see me succeed. And it was motivating, but it was also very unhealthy because I've become obsessed with it. And now, um, things are a lot different. I, I've, I'm more draw motivation now from people that believe in me and the people that want to see me succeed. And that, that's a much healthier place to come from, I think. Okay. I mean, when when you talk when you're talking about the people that you thought didn't want you to succeed, was any of that ever like manifested? Did anyone ever actually say to you, "Matt, we want you to suck and we want you to fail"? Or do you think that a lot of that was in the back of your head, just uh, either positive or negative motivation? Um, probably a little bit of both. But yeah, I probably blew it up in my head bigger than it needed to be. But that's what I needed to do at the time to to, to make it happen. You know. Okay. So but yeah, there, there were definitely people that didn't like the fact that I was a wrestling guy coming into the fight world or the fact that I liked to incorporate professional wrestling things into the fight game. Um, yeah, there, there were definitely people that didn't want to see me do this. And, and that's one of the things that I don't necessarily understand because I think that those two exist pretty well together. Uh, the world of martial arts and, and combat sports uh, and professional wrestling. I think that those two need to kind of coexist well and now yeah definitely i mean now we have brock lesnar going back and forth between wwe and ufc we got ronda rousey as the wwe women's champion um kane velasquez former ufc heavyweight champion fighting on sunday against francis Ngannou, Mm -hmm. has uh recently said that he was approached by wwe and he was saying that if he went wwe he's going in 100 percent there's not going to be, I think, a back and forth between wrestling and... No, and now, you know, now it's kind of commonplace, but 10 years ago when I started doing this, nobody liked it. Well, shoot, I remember a few years ago, just three or four years ago, people telling me that they they didn't like the professional wrestling with martial arts because they thought that it took away. I think that that they complement each other. Well, I mean, if you look at it now, man, UFC is doing better WWE wrestling than Monday Night Raw is. You got Conor McGregor and Khabib brawling after their fight, and you got Lesnar coming in the cage and challenging DC. Yeah, it's all very showy. Oh, like it's yeah. it takes away, I think, from from a lot of the the early intensity that I, I enjoyed about uh, MMA. Like when you're putting you know like champ against champ, uh, Henry Cejudo and TJ Dillashaw mm-hmm. on freaking TMZ and got them talking smack to each other. I don't know that that. I think that that actually takes away from martial arts. And I think that that, if anything, takes more away, uh, away from actual competitive nature um, than, uh, than professional wrestling in any way, shape, or form. Maybe. Because at least with the professional wrestling, you, you wonder, you're, you're left wondering often, is this, is this beef here real? Is it, is it not real? But if you have two professional mixed martial artists arguing on TMZ, while they're well dressed, it, it's not. It doesn't feel real. No. It it, it seems absolutely inauthentic, and the and the the, the, the entertainment value is certainly uh, still not there. Um, by the way, my illustrious and good looking and charming and apparently well endowed co-host Dave 
just uh, finally made it. He was cashing checks and snapping necks because he is a part-time hitman. All right. So we're going to take a quick, I don't know if we're going to call this a sponsor break, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have more. Excellent. All right. Welcome back, guys. This is Matt Plant with Power Plant Productions, and we are on the line with Kevin Matthews from uh, Impact Wrestling and WrestlePro. Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing good. Well, in Impact Wrestling, I am just known as KM. It's a big mystery what that uh, uh, KM stands for. A lot of fans ask on social media what it stands for because apparently they cannot just go to Google and look it up. But, uh, yeah, in Impact, I am KM. The rest of the, rest of the wrestling world, I've been known as Kevin Matthews. How are you guys doing? We're doing good, man. We're doing good. Uh, staying warm up here. So I'm here with Dave. Yeah, we're actually, we're, it's actually a little cold over here. In, Ve- uh, in Vegas, it's pretty cold right now. There's now, jacket weather over here. You're at, the, uh, you're at the Impact Wrestling Tape in Vegas this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I arrived last night and we're doing the taping today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Uh, it should be the next, like, six weeks worth of taping. So, yeah, good times. Excellent, man. Well, I'll tell you what. We, uh, we're looking forward to having you come up here. April 20th for WrestlePros, the North will remember. And, uh, you know, real quick, man, I'm going to put you on the line here with Dave and Bill. I know they got some questions. They're looking forward to talking to you. Thank you very much for your time, Kevin. Um, My first question is, how did you guys hear about Power Plant Productions, and how did this collaboration come to be? Well, I took a trip up there just on a whim, just because I always wanted to go to Alaska. And on two weeks notice, I met my buddy. I said, you want to go to Anchorage? Uh, In two weeks, he said, yep, we booked a trip, went to Alaska. Uh, had a good time. I liked it. I looked up, uh, and then I was curious. I was like, how much wrestling really goes on here? I Googled it, looked it up, did my research. I saw what used to be there, and shows that popped up here and there. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't. And then I see WWE's there every three to five years. I'm like, wait a second, doesn't seem like there's much going on. And I was like, what's the population here? And I looked it up, 300,000 in Anchorage. I was like, okay. And I was like, I wonder. And then I know a friend of mine actually ran a show there in 2001. Um, he's doing exactly what I did, basically. Stephen DeAngelo's from ECW, former ring announcer. And he ran a show there in 2001, and uh, he, uh, he did well with it. And then I was like, I wonder how, how that worked. I looked up the arena that he ran, and I looked up that. And then I started kind of piecing the puzzle pieces together. And I was like, I think this might be possible, so that's the first thing you needed. Other than the building is a ring. Who has a ring in Alaska? So then I started reaching out. something like this if this is uh, your organization's first time uh, coming to Alaska putting on an event how do you go out of your way to make sure that uh, not to no, no pun intended make an impact well 
I, I kind of used the blueprint Steve D'Angelo's laid out, and I saw what he went in there with. And it was a couple of like WWE legends, and a couple of in- current indie stars, and guys on the rise and stuff like that. He went in with, at the time with a couple of ECW guys. So, I mean, what I put together was I went in, obviously, Mick Foley, huge mess, WWE legend, who's never been there himself, the last day he's ever, that, that he has but he hasn't worked it yet. Uh, so I went McFoley, obviously, the top building. And then from there, I went downwards. I got uh, uh, right under him, I, you know, Warren Swaggle, uh, Chris Masters, former WWE guys, obviously, John Morrison, now Johnny Impact, Impact, and then a couple more Impact talents. I had Sanjay, but he just, he got to pull up the show. He obviously took a job over at WWE. Um, but then, uh, then from there, there's Ty Valkyrie, the current Impact Knockout Champion, there's Katarina Lane, there's myself and Bala, two more Impact guys, they're all TVP personalities, and uh, an AEW that's now kicking off and on the rise, we have MJF and Joey Janela, who right now are buzzing hard around the wrestling scene, so it's, it's, a, it's a pretty good mix of everything, I mean, if you're going in there for the nostalgia and stuff like that, you have McFoley, if you're going in there for, oh, you're hip, you're cool, you're, you're with the buzz going on, New Japan stuff and the AEW stuff. All right, you got Janela, you got MJF. I mean, then we have our own guys, our own Russell Pro Ross, and we have about at least 12, 14 of those guys coming out there with us who are going to blow the roof off the place that these guys never even heard of. So um, it, it's a re- the show's going to be really good. I see uh, Every now and then I see a comment, someone that doesn't know anything, like, who are these guys? These guys are jobbers. They suck. No one knows who They're saying that now, but when they come to the show, they're going to leave talking about every single one of them. That's exactly what's going to happen. And, and that's one of the things that, that we get excited about up here. It's one of the things that, that has uh, gotten me on, on the Matt Plant train uh, is that, that he's in, like, I had no idea who um, Peter Avalon was until Matt started bringing him up here and then just creating fandoms out of that. Um, so thank you very much uh, for, for bringing a different entertainment up here. Uh, one of the questions that I had for you uh, is uh, kind of addressing some of the things that you went to, the, the, the old school, the new school, the new Japan wrestling. How do you, as someone who, who works in, I guess, kind of an executive capacity, find wrestlers, uh, and, and how do you go out of your way to pick people from, from the underground, from whether it's East Coast underground shows, whether it's uh, some uh, a circuit down in the, uh, in the South, or uh, wrestlers in Japan? Like, how do you how do you find the next big thing? Well, are you talking about now, like, how do we find the certain people that we're bringing over to Alaska? Is that show? No, no, no. I, as, that, or are you saying in general? In general, as a, as a wrestling executive, how do you find new talent? Well, what we do over at WrestlePro, we don't find stars. We create them. All of, all of the guys that are coming with us, with the exception of maybe two of them, um, have been trained from day one at WrestlePro. They're all homegrown students trained by Pat Buck. Uh, I help out here and there, but Pat Buck trained these guys from scratch. So um, we, we create our own guys, and a lot of them are out there right now and just crushing it all over the scene. They're getting looked at by bigger companies out there and stuff like that, but they were, they were they're homegrown guys. But I know what you're talking about. Other companies, you know, there's other companies that have that, uh, they do that. They, 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 they know how to search for their guys. They, next big thing like Joey Janela like his spring break show he does it every year like evil he did the thing he was with Marco Stunt one year he's on PCO that everyone knows who PCO is even though he was the Quebec for a million years ago Joey Janela is the one who exposed him to a bigger audience and had from that moment on he blew up and became massive so Joey Janela
get in shape, we teach them how to eat right, especially if they put in the work, and then uh, we do the rest as far as, you know, you know get your body in shape, come to practice all the time, put in the work, grind it out, and, and then we'll, uh, an opportunity will come, and then a lot of the guys, I'm trying to say, you, can you know, I'd like to... <clears throat> Excellent. You know, I'd like to speak on that for a second, too. Um, kind of coming back to what we do here in Alaska, you know, guys like Brody Adams and Jack Windsor, Class, Dion, you know, these are guys that uh, AK Lightning, you know, we have been bringing them to our Soldatna shows, our Sports Center shows. We've been mixing professional wrestling with the fights that we have down here just to put these guys in front of a larger audience. And, uh, you know, they, they work on their own. They, they have been improving their craft, and they're becoming stars in their own right. But Power Plant Productions, we try to give them a bigger platform in the same way WrestlePro is giving these guys a platform in Jersey and New York and that area. And now a lot of these local guys, guys like Brody Adams, Jack Windsor, Class, Dion, they're going to be on this WrestlePro card in Anchorage, and this is the opportunity of a lifetime for them. So. Yeah, that's right. Actually, uh, as you're saying that, And you know what? And it's not just the fans that I think are confident. I'm going to kick it back to Dave here for a second because Dave, Dave owns 5150 Vapes, and if you're from this area, you know that 5150 Vapes is involved in absolutely everything. Dave, you got your fingers in everything around town. So yes, talk sir. to me a little bit about you getting involved. <laughs> talk to me a little bit about you getting involved in this event and uh, just being a wrestling fan in general. It sounds real dirty when you say it like that. You got your hands in everything around town. Um, for me, it's just trying to... My, my business has been doing very well, been very blessed by the community, so therefore I try to give back. And when I hear about shows like the WrestlePro show, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I've been watching it for 28 years. I like to watch everything possible. So for me, it was a no-brainer. Get involved and not only help get stuff up here for the community, but help bring up different things. And WrestlePro was something that I've, I love. I've, I've watched a few things on YouTube, and I know most of the wrestlers, so it was a pretty, uh, pretty easy thing. I just... Once again, try to get as much as I can going for the community. But I got one question for you, uh, KM. Was it was it hard for you to find wrestlers to come to Alaska, or were most of them pretty uh, eager to come up here? Find the wrestlers that, that were willing to go? Are you kidding me? I, have to, I, have to, I, I unfortunately have to meet the guy to say, sorry, I, there's no more room. Sorry, I can't. I wish I could. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. They're begging, begging to go there. I mean, because it, like even McBoy, who's been wrestling as long as he has, he's never been there. He's never, he's never partaked in any show over there. Nobody gets to go there. Like, Matt runs shows over there, but outside of him, nobody runs in that state. It doesn't happen. So there's no, these guys never got the opportunity to wrestle there. And a lot of times, especially for the legends, it's more than likely the last state left on their bucket list. So you, I have legends in the show, like, uh, what's it called, current TV, 
personalities, friends of mine, and Russell Crowe students that are literally, some of the guys are going to pull themselves out there, some that aren't even on the show, they're like, well, we'll just come and help out, they just want to be a part of it, but as far as finding people, no. I had people from all across the country, world, and they always do the same thing, like, I've never been there, I really wouldn't, they, I want to respond with, nobody has, dude, like, if, if that's the basis to put you on the show, then I guess I'm going to have a roster of 14,000 wrestlers on it, you know what I mean? Nobody's been there, nobody's wrestled there. Well, uh, no, as far as finding people, absolutely not. That's, I have the opposite problem with that one. Awesome, awesome. Glad to hear that. That makes I want to, if this if this show does well, I'd like to, you know, get with Matt and try to get you guys up here more often because the last show was five, six years ago with WWE, and I was there front row for that, of course. As a wrestling fan, I had to be there, and I've been dying for another big, big name, big crowd, big draw to come up here and show Alaska what it's about because there is a big group of wrestling fans in the state that, we to watch it on TV, or we got to fly somewhere. And the chance to meet you guys, come say hi, see you guys live in action, it's going to be worth every bit of it. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping everyone else thinks like you. I mean, tickets are actually starting to pick up now, and they're looking good. I'm, I'm expecting it to be really, really good. I'm expecting a good crowd, and uh, we're going to kick up the promotion a little bit. We're going to start going hard the last two months, and uh, yeah, the game plan is to pack that building. And I mean, if that happens, yeah, you know, I know you guys. Looking at the poster and seeing the the, the card, I know you're going to deliver. It's just getting the fans to come out. And once you guys do what you do, I can guarantee the biggest question is going to be when you guys coming back. When you guys coming back? Matt's going to hear that a million times a day. When they coming back? <laughs> I would love to. Definitely. Well, first, I gotta go. Go to Ticketmaster. I'll do a couple of plugs. Go to Ticketmaster.com. Buy tickets. Buy tickets. Go to SullivanArena.com. It redirects you to Ticketmaster. Buy tickets. Or uh, if you want to meet the McFoley meet and greet, make sure you go to RussellProOnline.com because we're only doing 250 of those. Uh, it's only a two-hour meet and greet. So if you help out meet McFoley. Make sure you pre-order on that one. And you know, I'm gonna elaborate on that a little bit too, Kevin. You know, to the wrestling fans out there that are listening to this. Uh, you know, I'm just going to say, you almost have a responsibility as an Alaskan wrestling fan to go out and buy a ticket to this event. You know, we bitch and complain all the time that we don't get wrestling up here, and now as we're getting wrestling, we got to support it. So uh, this is my shout-out to the wrestling fans here in Alaska. Get on Ticketmaster, buy your tickets, and let's make this big, and let's make sure it comes back. We're going to do our next radio ads. We're going to have it on their radio ads down here, trying to plug it up, trying to get people to go to Anchorage to it and stuff. So anybody in the Kenai Peninsula listens to the radio, here's my ads. I got a substantial amount, and I'm going to put it on there, trying to trying to give a little plug down here, trying to boost the sales up and get everybody. So no one can say, oh, I didn't know about it. Like, you had every opportunity to know about it. If you watch Raw, SmackDown, you listen to the radio, and you're in the Kenai Peninsula, you knew about it. So we're going to help get it big. throughout Anchorage and uh, now it's going to get expanded uh, in the next two months. It's going to start dripping uh, in all different towns and uh, I mean, Matt knows that area better than I do but um, yep. with the cable company we're going to start we, first we wanted to target Anchorage that was obviously first and foremost but now the last two months we kind of want to let you know all the surrounding areas within a couple of mile radius know yeah, what's going on because there's nothing, there's nothing else is going on over there wrestling wise so 
if I lived over there, I knew a big show was coming by. I mean, I'll do the three-hour, four-hour, five-hour commute for sure. But that's, if that's the nearest one and that's the only thing coming, WWE last was there just February 2017. So by the time we roll around, it's going to be uh, two years and two, two months or two years and three months since they even saw a big wrestling show. So, and the first time they would even see Mick Foley. And just to let you fans know, he's not just doing the meet and greet. He's not going to have a match, but he'll be involved in the show itself. So don't, don't, be, don't be expecting a letdown where he's, not in, he's going to be in the ring. So <laughs> just let you guys know. <laughs> Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to wrap this up. You guys have any more questions? Actually, I, I do. Now, oh. WrestlePro is, uh, if I can go back to this, WrestlePro is based out of New Jersey, correct? Correct. All right, which, by the way, for those of you who have no idea, my father is from Belleville, New Jersey, and New Jersey is a culinary mecca known, uh, known as the home of Rutt's Hut uh, in Clifton and a couple of other places. Is there any food you're excited to try while you're up here? Yes. You know, you know who uh, also lived in a shitty apartment in Belleville? Tony Soprano's uncle. Wait, Tony Soprano what? Tony Soprano's uncle lived in a shitty apartment in Belleville. I think I remember that from the first no, season. Know. Yeah, Car- Corrado so, Soprano. Yes. It's so, so yeah. food wise, you got to watch those Italians. Let's see if we can let's see what we can do for some some authentic, some good Alaskan seafood. Do you like seafood? Have you had a moose? I did not eat moose, no. We'll see if we can get you some moose. We'll stay away from the deer. Apparently there's a zombie deer disease. Uh, don't want you to don't want you to catch that one. I mean like and that would be the ultimate comeback for deer, wouldn't it? Like we've been shooting them for the last three hundred years for food. Now they're making us zombies. Carnivores, let them become carnivores. We're all fucked. Yeah, I've never hit a deer. Luckily, knock on wood. Uh, I actually, I've swerved several. I did this one time where there was a four deer, like in a single file line. I was looking down at my phone and I looked up at a clear night, and there was four of them, single file line, taking up both sides of the road. I slammed on my brakes and I swerved in between the first and second one. My car spun in the 360, and then even when it spun, and now I'm facing them, and I somehow I stuck my head out. Moose are worse. Yeah. Moose, moose are worse. Like, well, they're a lot heavier. Well, like, uh, you, you eat them up here for spite. Um, <laughs> do, you, spite? Yeah, you hit a moose in, in your truck, your truck is totaled. Like, you basically just hit a camel with antlers. Um, so, 
So we'll see if we can get some uh, some of that spiteful uh, get some, get some spite steak for you. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, moose are so much happier, bigger, dear. I mean, I saw a couple because I went up to um, when I was when I stayed up in Girdwood and I stayed at uh, Hotel Alyeska. Yep. Valley Fountain. Yep. Yep. And then uh, you know, like right above there, in around the Seward, there's the uh, outdoor wildlife uh, mm-hmm. conservation center or something like that. Yeah, the nature reserve. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I went over there. I think there was moose over there. I mean, I remember seeing them. I'm like, wow, I think it's huge. Yeah. Hitting that thing? Dude, you call it turned to dust. <laughs> so, so last night, uh, I was walking through one of the local trails here, and there was there was a moose just crossing the path. And the thing about moose is, like, you're not supposed to get near them because, well, they'll fuck you up. Like, they will kick your ass. And they're like big, dumb Labradors. What's up? They can be. They can be. Um, and I, I mean, I had bear spray on me, but I was just trying to like walk through the woods and listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. That was it. I was not trying to have an in-depth uh, interaction with a moose. I wasn't trying to poop my pants on the trails. None of that. I was just trying to walk. Moose are terrifying animals. If they, I mean, if they get aggressive, man, I was like looking for trees to climb up, but I'm, I'm not in that kind of shape. I'm not an orangutan, man. I would, I would get crushed. This thing would kick my ass. Yeah, I'm like pointing bear yeah, spray at it. No. Oh. I'm a big time animal lover. When I went up there, I did the wildlife, the uh, outdoor thing, and then I went over to the sewer that I went to the Oh, the Sea Life Center, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see if we can get you out on a boat. I thought the aquarium was a little bit of a letdown. Uh, I mean, I just saw, what did you think of? I was, saw a couple of steels and like birds. Like, I was like, ah, uh, there was not really much. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like, but that's like going to any zoo in a small town. Like, it's bound to suck. Um, but most of the sea life that you can see there, like at the Sea Life Center, you can see hanging out on the rocks around the Sea Life Center. So that's and that's that's just the truth of living down here. But um, let's see if we can get you out on the boats or something Actually, if you want to get down. That, here. I was gonna say when you say that, uh, someone, one of the locals in Seward said, "Oh, were you over by the." They're just hanging out doing killer whale stuff. The dump is full of bald eagles. You you try to you try to come here and, and drop your kids trash off, you're having a moment of patriotic love over by the by the landfill. You know. But yeah, there's those things are um, they're they're trash pigeons here. If uh, you come back and you have some time, let us know. We can try to get you out on a boat doing some fishing or get some sightseeing down in the Kenai Peninsula area and show you some real beautiful things. Oh, I would love that. Oh my god, can we uh can we can we can we work that in to uh yes. to, to next month? Yeah, if you got time. Yeah, no, let's hundred percent. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Okay. Let, me see, let me see what I can For put sure. together. Cool. Okay, let's. Uh, I mean, the boat's not gonna sink, right? Because I actually stuck my hand in that water, and uh, my hand was cold for the next like twenty minutes, legit. So um, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I can't. I, I, I can't promise. Water, I can't promise it's not gonna sink, but we'll do our best. We can do some sauna. Yeah, at least at least over here, you know, the boat sinks. <laughs> No, that's exactly. Got about four minutes. Yeah, you got about four minutes. But if you're a mile out, that four minutes ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> is it, wait, is that a real thing in the water over there? They give you four minutes until your body just shuts down. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's cool. you. You want to avoid that whenever possible. So we're gonna avoid you getting in the water. Let's not do that. Yeah, let's All not. Right, so, 
But no, we'll talk. We'll talk more, and uh, we'll see if we can get you on a boat, man. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, because I actually wanted to do, I didn't get to do the whale watching boat deal like yeah. I was going to do in Seward. I was going to do that next time, but uh, if that's the case, if you guys have a boat, I mean, do you actually, when, you, when you're fishing out there, do you just see whales left and right? Yeah, I'll send you a video, actually. The last time I went halibut fishing, we had two whales that hung out with us all day. Like, no bullshit. They were there for like 11 hours with us. What kind of whales? Uh, uh, humpback. Humpback whales. I'll send you a video. So yeah, any any big wrestling fans out there with a boat, feel free to contact me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. That cool. sounds good. I appreciate it. All right, I gotta eat. I gotta finish eating my food. By the time I get off this podcast, the show's gonna start. <laughs> cool. All right, man. Enjoy catering, and uh, we'll see you again. We'll see you soon. We'll see you next month. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, take it easy, Kev. Later.